Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Welcome to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel. Facebook page. That's Speaking of Travel right on Facebook. And you'll find past links and pictures and travel tips. And you'll find them also on the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net. Well, Speaking of Travel is graciously sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport. They connect you anywhere you want to go. And when you get home, you are home. No road trip needed at all. And by Appalachian Realty, they've been helping people call Asheville home since way early in the 70s. They're right off of Charlotte Street, down out just outside of downtown Asheville on Arlington Place. They are the the ones who can really help you out when you're looking for a sweet little bungalow or a cabin out in the woods or maybe a condo downtown. Appalachian Realty. Well, you know, one of my very favorite pastimes is feeding and watching the birds in my backyard. I have so many visitors. I have goldfinch and cardinals and woodpeckers galore, and they come throughout the year, depending on the season, and it's always so exciting when they arrive. Do you ever wonder about that? Like, some birds are always around, and others are just there in the summer because some birds migrate while others stay put. You know what? It's all about migration, and that means bird travel. Well, many scientists today and bird enthusiasts wonder what effect climate change has had or may have on their favorite birds. So joining me today is Climate Listening Project's Dana Ruggiero to talk about climate change, birding, and ecotourism, along with her guest Kim Brand of Audubon, North Carolina, and Tom Tribble of the Elijah Mitchell Audubon. Welcome all of you to the show. I love having you in my studio. Thank you, Marilyn. I'm so excited to be talking birds. I love the birds. People love birds. They do. And I want to talk to you about your wood thrush documentary that you did, because the wood thrush, what do we really know about the wood thrush? Tell us a little, Dana, about the wood thrush. You're right in the middle of all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, people do love birds, and that is why the Climate Listening Project, that's that's why I wanted to follow the story of a bird, um, because it is such a big connector. Everybody looks forward to birds coming into their backyards in the spring and summer. People love to see the woodpeckers. People love to see, you know, colored birds and all of these different kinds of birds. But the wood thrush is cool and unique because it has the most beautiful song. It has such a unique song. It has dual vocal cords, and it's, like, really cool. So I met Kim Brand, who's here with us today, and she had been working on this amazing project that I'll let her tell you all about, but she invited me to follow the story of this very special bird, and we made a film, and it's it's just been an amazing experience. Kim, I had so much fun traveling, following the migration with you. 
Thank you for this amazing opportunity. I just, I just love you so much. <laughs> well, I want to find out too. how this, how this bird migration, the wood thrush. What? Well, first, tell us a little about the Audubon. In fact, I would love for Kim and for Tom here to tell us a little about Audubon and what that's about before we even get into the wood thrush. So, Kim, go ahead. Tell Absolutely. us a little. Absolutely, and thank you so much, Marilyn, for having us. This is so exciting. Um, Audubon, we're we're the bird people. Our mission is to protect birds in the places that they need. Um, and part of that is learning more about where they go, what habitats they need, what places are most special and necessary to them, and also connecting people, just everyday people, with things they can do to help birds um, along their journey, to help protect them on their breeding grounds, to protect them on their wintering grounds. And Tom, what's your role here? With My the- role, I'm president of Elijah Mitchell Audubon, which is one of about 500 chapters uh, nationwide. And we were established in 1986 and represent Henderson and Buncombe counties and, and actually four or five surround portions of four or five surrounding counties. And uh, we work very closely with Kim and, and Audubon, North Carolina, to help uh, support and uh, the initiatives of National Audubon and the state office. And we're a little bit unique in, in terms of chapters in that we actually own a nature preserve right here in Asheville. So we own the Beaver Lake Bird Sanctuary, where we're the only chapter in the state that owns uh, uh, right. that. And we manage that, which takes a lot of our resources. But it gets a lot of visitors, probably about 50,000 visitors a year. And more than 200 birds have been seen in that little eight-acre sanctuary off of Merriman Avenue. So, Well, you're just giving me chills right here. Oh, I had no idea goodness, that there were so many birds there and, uh, and that you protected that space for uh, us. It was scheduled to be developed as a strip mall in 1986 in our chapter, which was just recently formed, and I can take no credit for that. I was not here, uh, but the chapter raised $400,000 in three years and purchased that property, and uh, it's, uh, it's we're very proud of it, and uh, it's a wonderful place to visit. Lots of people go there, not just to look at birds, but to walk through uh, the boardwalk, and people go down there to paint and read and all kinds of things. So. And tell us where that is. It's right off of Merriman Avenue, just it's kind a, of north of... Of it's at the southeast end of Beaver Lake. Southeast and at, end Beaver Lake. The address Lake. is actually 1056 Merriman Avenue, and it's just just past the library, the, uh, the North Asheville Library, just the next next parking lot. So uh, I have a question. Okay. Maybe maybe you know, maybe you don't, but it's always been part of our folklore that Beaver Lake was named Beaver Lake because it's shaped like a beaver. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> Just wondering. That is the first time I've heard that. I did not know that. Well, uh, that's what I'd are, always heard. There are beavers there. There are beavers there. So uh, I presume that that was the reason, but uh, because there's also Beaver Dam Creek. Who so knows? I wouldn't think that. I don't think the creek looks like a beaver. No, I'd always heard that when you looked, if you looked at Beaver Lake from above. Maybe we need to get a drone we up there a drone. so we can check it out. <laughs> I regress. I just always wondered, and it's such a beautiful place. My first stop when I, I get that. home after lunch today is to pull up the aerial photographs of Beaver Lake <laughs> yeah. and see, what and it looks see like. if it's shaped like a beaver. Well, that uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of the Audubon. It it goes back so far. It's got such a uh, deep, deep history, and it makes me very proud and humbled, even that an organization would have been formed to help protect our birds. Well, thank you. And, you know, we go back more than 100 years. And North Carolina was very important in the early history of the National Audubon Society. In fact, the very first president of the National Association of Audubon Societies, which just became the National Audubon Society, um, 
was a North Carolinian named T. Gilbert Pearson. Yeah, in Greensboro. Well, that is really very, very proud for our state. You know, there are so many things that that we need to look at and be proud of of the state of North Carolina and protecting our birds, certainly one of them. So let's just let's just talk for a second uh, before we I want to talk more, of course, but give me an idea of why the wood thrush. The wood thrush is is a bird that people just love because of its song. Um, it's a pretty bird. It has dark chocolate spots on its breast. It's kind of rusty on the back. But truly the thing that moves people's spirits about this bird and has inspired poets for centuries to write about this bird um, is its its gorgeous song. It, it can sing harmony all by itself. Uh, like Dana said, the wood thrush can sing out of both sides of its syrinx. That's its its voice box um, at the same time. And they're they're just beautiful and they never sing the same song twice in a row. They change it up every time. Kind of sounds like a, a flute sound, really high and pretty floating through the forest. Um, so they're gorgeous and they move people. I am with, um, before I joined the staff of Audubon, I was a volunteer with our chapter in Winston-Salem, and we decided we wanted to do something to help this bird because we knew it was in steep decline. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being on the show, and Dana and Tom. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're here talking about the wood thrush and the wood wood thrush documentary through the climate change. Uh, Dana, what is it? Climate it's Listening the Project Wood, Wood Connection. Connection. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is Marilyn Ball. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. As newcomers flock to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Marilyn Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play 
among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. There's lots in store when you're part of the Travel Club, so be sure you sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. That's speakingoftravel.net. And remember, the Asheville Regional Airport, they have frequent daily connections to major international hubs, so you can fly anywhere in the whole wide world right out of the Asheville Regional Airport here in Western North Carolina. It's the gateway to the world. Well, speaking of the world, we're speaking about birds today and bird travel and migration. And specifically, we're talking about the wood thrush. I'm here with Dana Ruggiero and Kim Brand and Tom Tribble. Yeah. From Audubon, North Carolina. Audubon, Elijah Mitchell Audubon right here in Western North Carolina. What a beautiful story, hearing about the history of the Audubon, how birding is is such a, a national pastime these days. People really care about what's happening to the birds, and, and there's a lot happening to the birds, and, and the wood thrush, as we were talking, uh, is kind of the poster child bird right now, right? Dana, you want to? Yeah, you know... I, through the Climate Listening Project, follow these connections. And, you know, whether it's my recent film, The Story We Want with Moms Clean Air Force, where it's following moms who love their children, you know, following food we eat, the, you know, the businesses that we need, our communities, our homes, all of these different things that connect us, besides all these things that seem to divide us. And birds are a major, major connector. And so I partnered with the National. Audubon Society, the Forsyth Audubon Society, North Carolina Audubon, Belize Audubon Society, and the Audubon International Alliances Program, um, and followed the story of this bird that was connecting people around the world. And what we found was people that were working together in North Carolina and Belize creating hope. Audubon had released their um, Audubon Birds and Climate Report, and it shows what we need to do to protect these birds in the future. Areas are already being impacted by habitat destruction and climate change, and we need to, like Tom was talking about in the last segment, preserve habitat for these birds here when they come for the summer and also on the other side of their migration path where they winter. And so Kim followed this migration with the Smithsonian and was able to find out where, for the first time with this tiny little GPS backpack, where the wood thrush wintered for the first time. So we followed that story. Kim, how exciting was it when you all, like, we show it in the documentary, but, you know, showing that, seeing that that connection is happening around the world, knowing that Belize was the place where the bird wintered, because it was so unique where they they captured the bird, they put the little backpack on it, it went to Belize, and then it came back to the same exact spot in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, the same <laughs> spot. How did y'all, I mean, how was that experience? I love hearing about it. <laughs> It was incredibly exciting. Um, we learned that no one knew where birds, wood thrushes that breed in North Carolina, spent the winter. So their their winter range is from southern Mexico down to northern Panama. And we didn't know where our birds went. And we truly wanted to know. And when we went to our members and said, 
Hey, we got a call from Audubon's international staff and the Smithsonian Migratory Bird Center. They said, can you raise $15,000 so we can tag your birds in North Carolina and find out where they spend the winter. Um, our members responded with such enthusiasm. 90 of them wrote a check to support the project. And then we put 500 hours of volunteer labor into helping the scientists from the Smithsonian actually set up nets, tag the birds. Um, we did kind of hope our bird was going to go to Belize. We, <laughs> but um, it was absolutely thrilling to see that map and see that our bird had traveled 3,000 miles and wintered in this incredible gorgeous forest mm. um, around Caracal, Belize. Yeah, Caracal is such a beautiful place. <clears throat> the Mayan temples are there. We traveled nearly to the Guatemala border um, with an amazing local bird guide. And we also went to Crooked Tree Wetlands and got to see how youth are working there um, with an amazing bird guide, Derek. We got to go to Coxcomb Wildlife Basin. It's a jaguar preserve. And we stayed <laughs> overnight in a cabin that was solar powered and Kim wakes up every morning at 4 a.m. to go bird watching. (laughs) Didn't see any jaguars, though. (laughs) But Belize is a beautiful country. The same as North Carolina is a beautiful place, right? And so the Appalachian Mountains are very important for our migratory birds. The East Coast um, needs forested natural areas um, for these birds to be able to thrive. Also in Belize, you know, working together we're able to see, you know, okay, we know that birds winter there. We know that they summer here. People also enjoy going to Belize. And so, you know, the bird guide programs providing amazing jobs, the Belize Audubon working in all of the important bird areas to preserve like the blue hole that people love to go that, you know, Belize has the second um, largest barrier reef. You know, it's, it's beautiful. We went to so many different diverse habitats, stayed in, you know, beautiful huts at, um, you know, in the jungle. We woke up to amazing fruit breakfast. We mm-hmm. got a chance to go to a cacao farm that's, you know, mm. planting all of these different kinds of trees, shade trees for the, you know, for the birds and the, the nature. And it, it Belize is a beautiful place to travel to and do birding tourism, to do the ecotourism um, is, is, is like Belize. Yes. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Belize. Yes. Well, it sounds like that bird has it down. Yeah. It knows like <laughs> one of the remarkable things to me that just always amazes me about this particular film and project, uh, the bird was recaptured in the net about two hundred yards from where it was originally captured. You know, just after flying 3,000 miles. 3,000 miles. Yeah. Same people. And you know, I would imagine and Talk to me a little bit about this, but, you know, birding is not just, I mean, birds are great. We love birds. We love seeing them in our neighborhood, but they they serve a really important part of our ecosystem. I mean, this is why I imagine these projects are so critically important as we move forward. Yes, I'd I'd say birds are incredibly valuable to us. I mean, imagine if we didn't have birds to eat insects. Imagine if we didn't have vultures to clean up dead things. There would be terrible problems for humans very, very quickly. Um, They also give us hope. They give us joy. And 
they're a way for us to not only know what's going on. Birds are telling us very clearly we need to take action on climate change immediately. Um, so not only do they tell us what's going on, but they also inspire us to help. And if we take care of what the birds need, we're also going to take care of what our people and our communities need um, by hastening this clean energy transition that we know we need. Um, we're going to not only make sure that birds have safe places to live, we're going to make sure that people have safe places to live. Um, and one of the things I love about this Wood Thrush Project with, with Belize Audubon is that, and with our local support of them, is they're training bird guides and boosting the ecotourism there. So that helping out the birds is also uh, fostering strong economies in these communities. That's such a beautiful thing. So tell us how we can find out more about the Wood Thrush documentary and the project. Is there a website we can go to? Yeah, the Wood Thrush Connection is on the North Carolina Audubon site, so you can go to nc.audubon.org backslash Wood Thrush Connection. And um, you can also see it on Facebook. The North Carolina Audubon has it up there. And then I share the videos through the Climate Listening Project. And you can also, Kim has been traveling around. Um, I go places as well, and we host screenings. Um, so you can always contact Kim. Um, mm -hmm. This film is available. So if you want to start or accelerate a climate change conversation in your community, this film is available to view, to host, to screen, to share. Um, to be used to, to be helpful. Well, pass it forward. That's the way. That's the way we have to live our lives. That's the way we have to look at the ecosystem. The way that we provide service uh, to others and to our environment. Pay it forward, and that's what you guys are doing. Thank you yep. so much. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel with my guest. Uh, Dana and Kim and Tom were talking birds. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine is a quarterly guide to the best rides and most interesting riders. Available in newsstands and at blueridgemotorcyclingmagazine.com. 
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. We're talking wood thrush today. What? <laughs> I feel like the wood thrush is right here in the studio today. How beautiful. That is such a beautiful sound. Thank you, Tom, for doing that bird song through your throat. <laughs> Not really. So tell us about that song again, because there's a uniqueness to this bird, correct? There is. And this bird has been called the Shakespeare of birds because mm. some birds will sing the same song over and over, which is beautiful. The wood thrush will never do that. He will always change up his song a little bit. He has favorite phrases that he'll use. Each individual male wood thrush has his own favorite songs, but he will always vary it. And so it's the most beautiful thing to sit in the middle of that they like a dark forest and just listen to the wood thrushes calling around you. When I was in Belize, you know, Kim and I, we did a lot of listening to different individuals. And Amanda, who's the director of the Belize Audubon, in the film, she said something that was so powerful that, you know, maybe often every day in our daily lives, we don't always think about the birds. But if it were to go silent, we would all notice. Mm. You know, um, but uh, that's sad. But something that's interesting um, is that when we were in Belize, Kim, you can see it in the film, The Wood Thrush Connection, was actually playing that song for local people because, as she said, it is the male that sings that song here in the United States on the East Coast for attracting females. But when it's in Belize, it's just hanging out. It's on vacation. Mm -hmm. It's feeding for the mm -hmm. winter and not trying to, you know, meet anybody new. <laughs> and so it's, they don't really sing that song as much in Belize. And it was so beautiful to see people's response to hearing the wood thrush song. Well, one I of bet. my favorite parts of the film was exactly that when Kim's playing it for about four young men and 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 they know that it'll, it'll start singing a little bit right before it begins the migration home. Oh. And, and the young man said, "It's it's uh, telling us goodbye." <laughs> that just brings tears to my eyes. Well, Tom, on that on that note, let's talk a little bit more about the value of birds. Well, I'd like to add a little bit to what Kim said, and uh, I occasionally go out and speak to school children about birds, and and I will ask them that question: What's the value of birds? And it's remarkable. They will come up with a lot of the things that Kim said, that they eat a lot of insects, uh, that they do, uh, they pollinate uh, plants, that they, um, vultures uh, clean up for us. Uh, um, there are a lot of things they do, but the, 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 the real answer that I'm looking for, and I think I've only got it once from a child, and she said, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they Reason shouldn't enough. have to justify, birds should not have to justify themselves based on their value to humans. You know, their value to humans is important, but that's that's not why we should be protecting them completely, you know. They deserve to live. They do deserve they to do. live. Yeah, and they remind us of ourselves. And I, I think 
that helps us want to protect them and do the things we need to do for people too. They they return home after a long journey. Um, like us, when they make these long journeys, uh, they need a place to stop. Like Tony says in the film, he says, when I'm on a road trip, you know, I've got McDonald's. When I get hungry, and birds birds don't necessarily have that. So one of the things that. we've <laughs> asked North Carolinians to do over the past couple of years is plant spice bush, plant our beautiful state tree, the dogwood, plant the things that will produce those fatty, fatty berries that the wood thrush is using on the southward migration in the fall. Something that anyone anywhere can do to help these birds out. A, well, a wood thrush weighs about forty grams. And we're American, so we have no idea what 40 grams is. It's seven quarters. If you put seven quarters in your pocket, you will not feel it. So they need a lot of fat. Right. Right. To well, fly that distance. Kim, tell us a little bit about the, the Audubon's Birds and Climate Change Report and the, the prediction for the wood thrush moving forward into the future. Absolutely. So in 2014, we released the Audubon Birds and Climate Change Report, um, basically studied 40 years of bird data for as many bird species in North America as we had enough information from the Audubon Christmas bird count and also summer data from the breeding bird surveys. And we found pretty dire news. So around half of the regularly occurring bird species in North America are seriously threatened by climate change. In North Carolina, it's 180 um, and, and what what the report tells us is that these birds' habitats where they can live based on temperature and rainfall are going to shift north um, and shrink. So for the wood thrush, the model shows that the wood thrush will lose 80 percent of the places where it now is able to spend the summer and raise babies here with us in the eastern half of North America. You know, one thing that you'll see Curtis actually in the film talk about is, you know, um, these birds, like you guys said, it is similar to us, right? We we have our families. We have our instincts for survival. Um, and birds are very much that way. When we're talking about the wood thrush or we're talking about birds, each individual bird is what's important, right? So it's not protecting, you know, we've all of these birds. It's each bird is important. So each bird individually flies from North Carolina to Belize, 3,000 miles, flies all the way back here, um, you know, needs to find a mate, needs to, like Kim said, have that dark thick forest that that's what they need to survive here is a lot of forest okay so we need to preserve those areas planting in your backyard native species planting things for them to eat welcoming them when they come having you know having those trees and bushes planted um, businesses can look at different ways to protect birds um, from flying into their buildings Audubon works on some great programs like that um, farmers in Belize are looking at you know when we were there, we saw um, devastation to the orange monoculture farms from a fungus because the rainy season is no longer predictable there. And so planting the cacao 
that's a shade plant. It needs shade trees. Those are welcoming to the birds, all of these forests. I'm having these bird guide programs where when we were on the border um, of Guatemala and Belize, it was actually kind of unfortunate that we we saw very much deforestation and ag- due to agriculture across mm-hmm. the border. But in Belize, it's so lush and so beautiful. And that area is why those birds can go there and spend the winter. Um they need that area. Um, and so, you know, you think about kind of the life cycle of one bird. I just loved when Curtis talked about that in the, in the Woodthrush Connection film is that, you know, we we need to make sure that each of these birds, when they arrive back, have space and we need to help to you know, protect these areas on both sides. And that's why the Climate Listening Project stories, you know, I think are good at creating hope because you can see, wow, look at all these different people. I mean, we interviewed Republicans. We interviewed people who work in conservation, people who don't, Mm -hmm. people who own businesses, people who work for corporations, local community. I mean, like everybody. So you really were able to get a cross section of... The com- of the community, of the country, of the the bigger picture. Well, tell us again how we can see this film, see this documentary. I think it's going to be really important for people to view it and really absorb it so that they can then take it a step further and start to do some of the action steps that are necessary to help protect and preserve this this beautiful bird. So we made two films. We made a short five minute (laughs) video that is online that is very easy to see right now. We also made a documentary that's 25 minutes long that just won Best Short Documentary at the Belize International Film Festival. Congratulations. So you can go to learn more information about the wood thrush and about the wood thrush connection at nc.audubon.org backslash wood thrush connection. Wood Thrush Connection. Well, Kim Brand of Audubon, North Carolina, Tom Tribble, thank you again for that lovely bird song, and Dana. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. As newcomers flocked to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Marilyn Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Have you ever been to the airport and thought, why is this line taking so long? Security screening, boarding an aircraft? Well, 
the reality is that a lot of the efficiency can be improved if travelers understand how they can help that situation go more smoothly. So remember that how you behave during screening and boarding of an aircraft can affect the efficiency of the travel experience for you and everyone around you. Be respectful of others. Understand what you need to do at the screening checkpoint before you enter the line. Be ready. Board the plane in the correct zone indicated on your boarding pass. Stow luggage near your seat as quickly as possible. All of these things will help the travel experience go even more smoothly. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host. You're listening right here on News Radio 570, WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. In 2018, we're going to have some fun surprises in store. So be sure you get your name on that list. And I'll be sending out lots of information. And remember, if you're traveling to and from anywhere in the whole wide world, you can fly right out of the Asheville Regional Airport. They've got connections going on with uh, major international hubs, and they are Western North Carolina's gateway to the whole world. And if you're looking for a cute little bungalow or you want to find that perfect place out in the woods where you can really watch the birds and listen to their beautiful, beautiful songs, be sure to visit my pals over at Appalachian Realty. That's AppalachianRealty.com. Well, I am here in the studio talking birds with Kim Brand of the Audubon, North Carolina, uh, Tom Tribble of Elijah Mitchell Audubon, and my good pal Dana Ruggiero of the Climate Listening Project. Dana, we, we've just been having so much fun with this wonderful and important series about climate change and travel and so many different ways to, um, to get educated. I I love our series, Marilyn. Um, doing this Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series, this is our third episode. We did one on how, you know, climate change was impacting travel. We had some amazing scientists and the collider of Asheville here on the show. And then we followed it up with Laura Lennick and the agriculture and agritourism. And now we have these amazing Audubon folks and talking about the wood thrush connection. These are all of my climate listening project partners. And I'm so excited to continue this journey on the climate listening project, listening to stories around the world, and as well to be continuing this series with you in 2018. I know. It's going to be really great. And it's so important uh, to to really be able to learn more about uh, what's going on in our world and how it affects travel. And Kim, you're this Audubon, uh, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And I want my audience to really be able to um, explore deeper the the impact of the birds and and the beauty of the birds, as Tom said, and and the travel. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about some of the the coming up events for Audubon. 
Absolutely. For those of you who are feeling like it's pretty cold in Western North Carolina and you would like to make like a bird and go south for the winter, um, we have a terrific Audubon-led uh, trip to Belize in November of 2018. You can find out more at nc.audubon.org slash woodthrushconnection. And, uh, you know, our, our international partners, Holbrook, Holbrook Travel, are doing these birding ecotourism trips that are specially designed to build up tourism in these places, to train local guides in these places um, in birding and customer service, and to set them up to lead these tours on their own and make sure that those those birding economies, that, that birding economy is part of the local economy. Um, so you can also go and check out whole book travel Audubon trips to not only Belize, but Colombia, Guatemala, Paraguay, the Bahamas. If you want to plan your own trip to Belize, they also have a couple of itineraries. So you can go visit some of the places we visited in the in the film, which are just gorgeous. Coxcomb Basin Wildlife Sanctuary, Crooked Tree Wildlife Sanctuary. It's it's all just down there waiting for you to sign up and go. Kim, if um, since Maryland, since speaking of travel, is on iHeartRadio is totally national. Can anybody, not just in West, Western North Carolina, but anybody go? Absolutely. Anybody can sign up for these trips and have these amazing bird adventures. And boy, going to Central America is just a thrill to see all the brightly colored birds. You can see you can see that toucan that's on the we Fruit Loops cereal box. We saw it. <laughs> Our filmmaker, Andrea, yep. the videographer that was with us, she couldn't find it. I'm like, it's right there. We're like, looking. She couldn't see it, though. But then later she saw howler monkeys and I didn't see those. So, <laughs> And Tom, you just got back from a birding trip. I did. I just came back from a month in Africa, uh, oh. Tanzania and South Africa with, with a local birding company. And uh, so I take those trips as much as I can. I've been to Ecuador four times and Costa Rica. I've not been to Belize. I'd like to go to Belize. Uh, I've been to Colombia. And, uh, well, maybe that next November trip is right that, up your that, alley, that might Tom. Be. That might be. So. I'll tell you what. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the birds themselves, because that is the connection we're talking yeah. about, this wood thrush connection. So this connection that the birds have with our ecosystem and our environment and our planet, let's just talk a little bit more about that and how I loved what you were saying about how we as individual people can just do something. Yeah. You know, I like to call myself an environmentalist, but... Very much do I think of myself more as just a part of the environment, you know? And so when you think about the birds being a part of the environment, you also have to think about people being a part of the environment. We are all a part of our local ecosystems and our in, in our international earth system, you know? Um, these migratory birds are, you know, like other migratory species, an amazing way to see how, you know, upstream affects downstream, you know, or how what we do here in North Carolina affects Belize, how what they do there affects us here. Um, you know, you kind of go through the day to day often and we we forget that our everything 
little thing that we do makes some kind of footprint, makes some kind of impact, you know? So mm-hmm. getting involved locally, Audubon is an amazing organization because it has so many local chapters across the country. Um, they do these trips that take people around the world. You can host a local screening of the Wood Thrush Connection to learn more about how so many diverse, different kinds of people are working together, what they're doing in their backyards at home, planting native species, what they're doing like Tom mentioned, you know, working together in groups to like preserve actual forests, um, working together in so many ways, um, finding community in that. And I think that that's one beautiful thing that, um, that, that, that is what this is all about is seeing how a bird, how one bird with a beautiful song can connect all kinds of people that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't know. They didn't know that, that that connection was there, you know, and that's what inspires me. No matter what is happening in the world and our, we have different opinions, we have different ideas, um, but there are these little things that connect us. And so through the Climate Listening Project, that's what I hope to find. That's what I hope to follow. And so that people can find those find the community and find hope. I love that. And that's and that's what you all are doing and i am so um, proud i'm just so proud i'm proud to have you here and and for the work that you're doing because you know i'll cry i'm already (laughs) crying because it's really moving that um that just the thought of a little bird like the wood thrush is bringing us together so Mm. getting back to the documentary and to the little film we talked about how you can go online but People can actually get this film or this documentary for their group, right? Yes, they can. Uh, we've, uh, we actually did a showing last night, Kim and I, down mm-hmm. in Brevard uh, to a group of 25 people. And, um, and we're delighted to do it at any time. So any group that would like to contact us to have a showing of this film and be, be able to ask questions a- afterwards and, and get to talk to us a little bit, uh, they can call Kim Brand uh, or they can call me or, or contact me. And uh, uh, to contact me, they can go to the Elijah Mitchell Audubon website or it's emasnc.org, but the easy way to do it is just Google Asheville Audubon, and it will pop up. Mm-hmm. And my contact information will be on there, and I'd be happy to talk to them. And Kim can tell you how she can be reached. Sure. You can find a way to contact me at nc.audubon.org slash connection. Um, and you can watch the seven-minute film. I think it's worth saying that <laughs> when I contacted Dana, the plan was to make the five- to seven-minute film. And what she sent me was a 25-minute, fully-fledged documentary. We made a documentary. Andrea Desky and I were so inspired. So you kind of cut down, you cut down, you cut down. I was like, we can't cut anymore. But we did. We made a seven-minute online video. So you can watch that. We have other clips. We have cool little snippets that you you can view on social media. And then, of course, the 25-minute film that shows it. That was the Transylvania Bird Club. It shows at libraries, colleges and universities, local Audubon chapters. It's going to be going on tour around Belize to schools. Woo. The, the seven-minute version is fun, but the 25-minute 25, <laughs> 25 is required. Well, required learning. That's what I say. Well, thank you all so much, Kim and Dana and Tom, for being here in the studio today, for helping us 
envision what this bird is about, what we can do as individuals to, to help out, and thank you. I want to thank each and every one of you for the, the work, the fine work that you're doing. Thank you, Marilyn. Fly on. This is Marilyn Baugh. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want you to go out, take a look up, start looking up, listen, and remember, don't postpone joy. Joy.